0: In Glasgow, world leaders assembled indoors to discuss climate change and environmental policies, but just outside, the people gathered in protest. The public gathered in the streets wearing costumes of politicians in handcuffs, bearing signs, and demanding accountability for lack of action in years past, hoping that their cries for action would demonstrate the need for immediate change. Was it all enough? One major observation is that Chinese leader Xi Jinping and Russian leader Vladimir Putin were not in attendance, despite sending representatives to COP26, a concerning absence considering that China and Russia are two of the largest producers of carbon emissions on the planet and received heavy doses of criticism throughout the conference. Those countries are also two of the most affected by climate change, with many of their population being driven to take refuge from the increasingly uninhabitable conditions, with such examples being permafrost in Russia melting and oppressive air pollution in the People's Republic of China. Welcome to Cop Talk Across the Pond. I'm Meredith Lee, and on this episode, I am joined by Daniel Connolly, a journalism master's student from the University of Strathclyde, who observed these protests and the events of the COP26 conference. Now, Daniel, what can you tell me about the COP26 conference happening in your area. Can you just give me a picture of your overall experience there?
1: I will. So in Glasgow, there was so many road closures. It was absolutely awful for transport. It was a bit chaotic around the city, but the event itself was quite good, I think. I went to, attended the protests on the Friday and that was for my journalism degree that I'm doing currently and me and my friend who's on the same course as me went down and recorded sort of voice notes with what was going on and uh, got short interviews Mm -hmm. with people and we just created a whole sort of media package around it and it was quite an interesting time just to know what was going on in the world and having so many world leaders about I work in a hotel near Loch Lomond and, like, Barack Obama was staying there at one point, and I was like, what, what? (laughs) So, no, it's just, it was a very weird time in in Scotland in general, I think, but it was was a fun time, you know, so I I won't forget it.
0: Obviously, there was a lot of participation from the people of Scotland with this happening in their hometown that caused them to assemble and protest. Can Mm. you tell me about what was that about?
1: I think people were quite... The people, well, when I was at the protests, I think there was a variety of people, and I think it was sort of coming from a place of, like, they want change, they want to know that the world is going to be looked after for years to come, and the, some of the sound bites that I got, older people saying that it should have happened 20 years ago, we got young people saying, well, we want this to, to to actually happen, we want these world leaders to actually do things, to make life better in the future, and... I think everyone was there for the common goal of like this has got to happen we've got to put the pressure on these world leaders to actually do something you know.
0: Do you think that the protests made a significant positive impact on the conference or what were your overall thoughts about that? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I think think they were uh, positive because there was no sort of like ill intent with them I guess and it was all to do with Encouraging the world leaders to to do the right thing and to get them to do their job and why they're there, you know. So I think it was received well.
0: A very big statement of accountability among the leaders. Yes,
1: yes. I think that's that. That I guess that's the reason why. The protests were in place, you know, to put pressure and to hold accountable the, the world leaders.
0: And you did some research on your own on some of these environmental policies surrounding COP26 and what was discussed. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And did you see any of that in the COP26 conference being discussed?
1: My area of study was sort of a subsequent study on climate change refugees who were being represented there, who don't get represented all that often at, at all. I didn't know about them before COP26. So it was completely new to me. It was really interesting to learn about actually because it's uh, people that have been forced out of their homes and had to move country because of adverse weather. I was learning about indigenous people and how their struggles with climate change is is forcing them to, to come to the fact of like this has to change. And it was it was just a, a real point of like oh well you're learning so much more about the world that around us and you know It's so much bigger than us, you know, it's so much bigger than us, yeah.
0: One of the biggest examples that I could see was in Russia, the permafrost is melting, which is leading to catastrophic effects on the climate of the area and is a major driving force of climate refugees. With all of these environmental policies and issues being discussed among the world's leaders, do you think that they were doing enough at this conference?
1: It's limited to to how many people you can fit in Glasgow, I guess, isn't it? I mean, there's so many people in the world being affected by climate change. And I think you can't get all the people necessary who are in the world, who are affected by it, to congregate in the one place. I guess that was the point of getting all the world leaders there. But to get the people who are actually affected by the climate change to to come and to make their sort of like views and opinions known, Uh I don't think they could have been represented.
0: And with some of our major global leaders in disagreement about the significance of the issue, what do you think that we can do as people to continue our efforts and raising awareness about the effects of climate change or taking steps on our own?
1: Yeah, the thing is, is the countries that are and, and large corporations that are Producing these greenhouse gases, which are driving the the global warming up, and uh, it is it's just about putting pressure on, and it's fighting the fight for you know making good choices and holding these large corporations and world leaders accountable. You know, I think that's that's the biggest thing because it's easy to not have to care about climate change if that's not what you've cared about before. So, for change to happen, the Pressure has to be constantly put on.
0: Up next, Chris Zhe has directly observed the impact of climate change in his native China. We all have. So why isn't there anything happening to slow it? On the next episode of Cop Talk Across the Pond, Penn State's Frank Natal talks about that with Chris, a student journalist at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow, Scotland. Join us next time for COP Talk Across the Pond, a climate conversation between Belisario College of Communications students at Penn State and student journalists at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow.